The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Officially Unofficial Podcast, podcast presented by Blue Wire Networks. I'm your host, Johnny Junta. We're joined with a very special guest. He used to be the face of UCLA baseball, former first-round draft selection, and now the fifth-ranked prospect for the Cincinnati Reds. Is that good? You tell me, Matt McLean. How are we doing, brother? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I, I, let's, let's establish some things here. So, humble brag, I believe you followed us first. Is that correct? Uh... Gee. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I did. We'll go with yeah. I no, listen. I got the memory of an elephant. I can uh-huh. guarantee you, you because fo- listen, I got the notification that Matt McLean followed me, and I was like, oh, I can't be Matt McLean. Like the Reds, Matt McLean. I was like, oh, f- oh shit, it is Matt <laughs> McLean. So you did follow us first. So humble brag for listeners out there. Matt McLean followed the official official podcast first. I just wanted <laughs> to establish that. But uh, how you doing, man? How you, were you just are you just boots on the ground yesterday in Cali, right? You just landed. Literally, yeah. So I came home from uh, Chattanooga yesterday, got here, and I'm here for a week, and then I'm going out to the fall league. So the fall league's a whole different, whole different beast, brother. That's a yeah. You're with all the big dogs down there. Yep. <laughs> so let's go into uh, let's go into your college career before we go into um, your pro career. I gotta okay. bring this up. So you're a UCLA guy. Was that the first, was that the dream school for you or was there yeah. other schools knocking on the door? There was a couple, but I was sold on UCLA. Like I was, I wanted to go to UCLA. Why though? Like, listen, I'm not saying no disrespect to UCLA. I'm just saying like party school wise, if you want to get the full college experience, <laughs> I'm sure ASU was knocking on the door. I'm sure Arizona, I'm sure Florida was knocking on the door. What made to you, are you an academic guy? Is that what made UCLA so uh, intriguing to Matt McLean? Honestly, at the time when I committed to UCLA, I only had one other offer. What? Uh, y- yeah, it was it was a uh, Cal Poly slow at the time. It was just them two that had like official offers out there. But once I had UCLA, it was like that's where I want to go. And we grew up UCLA fans. My dad went there, um, so I grew up going to the games, football and baseball and basketball actually a little bit. Which is honestly, like, that's just where I wanted to go. Like, as a kid, I was, like, a UCLA football player for Halloween a couple years. Uh, that was, like, my school from day one. We had visited a couple times. 
um, went to their camps, did well at their camps, and they offered me, and I was like, that's where I'm going. So I, so you're from Orange, you're from Orange, California, that Orange County. Is that how that yeah. correct? So you're from yeah. Orange County, and listen, I, you know me obviously because you're you followed us first humble brag. You know it's the <laughs> Canadian show. I yeah. am so fascinated with California kids. I said this to Tyler Glass now a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, when you were growing up, did you own a puka shell or a shark tooth necklace? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think I did. I might have. No, I don't think I did. Real? So you weren't the, you weren't the, like, what were you? So what was your childhood like growing up? Like, were you a skate? Because listen, like I said, the Cali kids are very scary to me. So were you like at skate parks growing up or just throwing 94 when you were like 12? Like, what was no. your childhood like? Was it just strictly baseball? It was sports, uh, friends, and, like, video games. Like, honestly, like, the so I played in a Little League, uh, Tustin Eastern, and then we had a travel team, the Diamond Devils, which was kind of like a lot of the best guys from that Little League just took it uh, over to travel ball on the weekends. You, you know, you play your uh, Little League and then play on the weekends or in the offseason, play with that travel team. And uh, it was a lot of the same guys. So it was like all my best friends, like from that little league, from that travel team. And then we went to elementary school together. And then a lot of us played football together. So it was like a good crew. And like the, all, a lot of them are still like my best friends. And I'm still close with a lot of the guys. So we go to the beach together. Uh, I didn't skate. Uh, I didn't know how. I, I tried. <laughs> I wasn't very good. Um, I had a skateboard, but um, that's about it. Uh, but other than that, I would go to the beach a lot. I did like to go to the beach, yeah, not surf, but body surfing. That's intimidating. That that is unbelievable. Like just kids at what? the beach is very intimidating to me. Just like just a pack of like twelve year olds by themselves, no no parental supervision, just no, ripping the I, beach. I lived I lived too far to like walk to the beach. I'm like fifteen minute drive, twenty minute drive at least from the beach. Uh, okay. So yeah, so I, I it wasn't like I was like getting dropped off. <laughs> Like, no, it was like when I was there, when I was young, my mom was there with us. <laughs> so another thing that I want to talk about your childhood and you can, this is a, like, I, this is a true circle podcast. Were you fucking nasty when you were a child? Like, were you that like best dude on the team? Cause listen, man, first rounder, top five prospect in the red system. You got drafted first round twice, which is what we're going to go into next. But were you a dog growing up? Like did everyone in the school know like that's Matt McClain, the big dog on campus in baseball? I mean, I was good, but I don't think people were like that. Dude's fucking nasty. Like, no, I think like, so. Like, it was it, no, not to the level that that you're saying. It. I was good, but like, I wasn't like, holy crap! Like, you know. <laughs> so, when were you committed to UCLA? Um, my sophomore. Oh yeah, okay, I- yeah. Cut the shit. You were good. You were nasty. It's a sophomore kid committed to fucking UCLA, and I'm supposed to believe that you weren't fucking nasty. Get out of here, dude. What are you talking about? There's the kids, the kid. So you're a sophomore, and I guarantee you, when you were on that varsity team, when you were a sophomore, those varsity kids fucking hated you. They're like, this kid is 15. He's committed to UCLA. Like, what was that like playing varsity as a UCLA commit? I mean, I'm I'm boys with a lot of them. I know a lot of the guys like that I played against didn't fucking like me, but like, <laughs> but like a lot of the, like the seniors and juniors, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of those guys still. I respect that. Was, was uh, Caprillion there when you were there? No, he was, uh, 
His last year was 2012. My first year was 2015. Okay, so I, I I'm trying to deep dive into your high school stats because I'm I'm honestly dying to know. Um, I don't even know. We kept them on Game Changer. I don't even know if they're on Max Preps. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. It's only on. I I'm only seeing your college stats by the way, which are absolutely fucked. Actually, I know yeah. I do have them on Max Preps. Here we go. Senior senior season, you hit three sixty nine, three nukes. I mean that these are just because. For the people who don't understand this, like California high school baseball is absolutely mental. Like, who are some of the guys you were facing that are like in the show now or big time prospects? Uh, my freshman year, I remember Patrick Sandoval, Sandoval with the Angels. We faced him. He went to Mission Viejo. Fuck, there's someone else. I don't know. I, that might be the only show guy that I faced, maybe, but there is a couple minor league guys. And a lot of D1 guys that went D1, and then now they're playing. I don't really know where they are. Yeah, but, they're, probably, they're, they're the bagging groceries at Target now. But I, I, I do respect, like, the fact that all the kids in uh, – and this is the perception I have of California high school baseball. Maybe you could talk me out of it. If you throw 90 when you play high school baseball in California, you're not like – the you're like a dime a dozen. There's like 10 of you, 10 of you in, like – um, Not, not 10. But, like, if you threw 90, it was like, okay, this guy's throwing fucking hard. But, like, we haven't not seen it. Okay. I can respect that. Were you a perfect game All-American? No. What? I wasn't any of that. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Fuck you, perfect game. (laughs) That is great. I have a gripe with perfect game anyways. They're a fraud organization. But, well, that's another day to discuss. But So, you were nothing. You weren't All-American. You didn't go to the any of, like, the showcase games. Or what is it called? What's that? Uh, the underarm, the underarm. You didn't go. You did none of that. So I tried out for it. Didn't make it. The perfect game thing. Went to the PG National. Didn't make it. Uh, went to the tournament of stars. Uh, didn't make it. That's the USA team. Um, those were honestly like kind of the big three, and like the perfect game, all American game, whatever. The underarm, all American game, whatever. I really want to play for Team USA one day and and win a gold medal. Like really, really bad. Um, I can respect but, that. Yeah, I could have the the all American games. Yeah, whatever. The Team USA thing. I want. I I really want. You that should one. put that, that in your bio. Like, didn't uh, <laughs> perfect game sixth perfect game all American sixth team. Like you were you were like the you didn't crack the roster. Just just kind of throw a job at perfect game because listen, man. Based off your projection here and the way you're buzzing around in the minor leagues. What a fucking meltdown by, by by perfect game. Like that is you just hate to really see that. But I mean, so does does did that kind of show you as a guy as a kid, like or when you were growing up, like that's that stuff kind of means shit all. Like it's just kind of just a name to put on it's just like a, a badge, I guess you get when you're like a yeah, prospect. Sure. It for sure did. And and I mean honestly, that's the same thing with these prospect like it's similar to the prospect rankings now that the organizations have. At the end of the day, like, you're playing baseball that day. Like, you could be the number one prospect. The free agent guy can punch you out four or five times nowadays. Like, everyone is good at the level you're at. So, like, the prospect rankings, you know, that stuff, I just like, you know what? No matter how high or low I am. Well, you, you know where play. you're ranked, though, right? I mean, you have a little yeah, bit of an idea. For sure. for sure. People are like, yeah, like. Or some people are like I don't even know where I'm ranked. You know where you're ranked, whether you like it. <laughs> people, people are sending you this stuff on Instagram and Twitter. 
like tagging you and you see it. Like I don't have enough like followers or anything to where like I don't see stuff. Like I see most of the stuff that I get sent. That um, is wild. Uh, yeah, like I don't have a huge Instagram following or anything. I don't post that much. Probably gonna post here in a little bit, but well, except other- when you post this pod, you came on the pod. But that's that's a besides factor. I mean, that's yeah. some, that's that's. Not- but dude, like, it is wild, man. And like, honestly, I feel like you knowing your ranking and like you just being open about like knowing that stuff makes the most sense because dude, it kind of gives you that affirmation. Like what you're doing is right. Like you being a top hundred prospect in all of baseball, that gives you the affirmation. Like the work you put in at least is kind of paying off and people are starting to realize that shit at least. Right. Like at least it gives you that type, type sense. A little bit, but like at the same time, like that the whole outside noise thing, like good or bad. Like, I don't, like, that's the thing is, like, I like with respect to people, I don't care what you think about me. Like, whether you think I'm the best or you think I suck, I don't care. I can respect that. I, I mean, tr- that- I, I try not to. Like, there's certain people I obviously care about, but I try and keep that circle tight. Because, like, the higher you go up, the more you're going to hear that stuff. So, like... Who cares if some dude on Twitter tells you you suck like a hundred times? Well, like, if they do quit. that, I'll deal with them now because you came yeah. on the podcast. You're my guy now. And I say this to all the guests. We will um, be body bagging people on Twitter love- if they do come at you. So just I- just know I that we it. got the we got the eyes on the, the ears on the fucking streets and the eyes on the street. We're paying attention to this shit. But another, love- another, another thing that I want to talk about is and this is a, maybe you could tell me to fuck off with this question. How much <laughs> do the Arizona Diamondbacks hate you? I mean, you get drafted first round to them, and you are just like, I'm going to go to UCLA and just dog walk college kids, and then I'm going to go first round higher. So you took a, you took a chance on yourself, which is ballsy, because you already got drafted first round, and you got drafted higher in a higher slot. So how hard was that decision for you? Not that hard. Uh, I mean, it was hard, Like, but at the end of the day, I knew what I wanted. Like, even if – I tell people this, like, when they ask me, like, even if I signed with the Diamondbacks – I would have been like, fuck, like, what was college like? You know what I mean? Like, I respect that, yeah. But if I went to UCLA, like, I play well. I really didn't play well my first year at all. and But, like, you know, I play well, got better, then, you know, you're going to get hopefully get another chance uh, out of college. You're going to end up in the same place as a lot of those guys. They do in three years that sign out of high school. They're going to be in high A or double A. I went straight to high A out of, out of college met up with a lot of guys that got drafted in 2018 out of high school. Um, but I, I don't know the Diamondbacks. They got, they got a lot of young guys in the, in the show right now. A ton um, of young guys. That whole roster is like guys under the age of like 25, pretty much. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. You could have been up now. I'm, that's all I'm saying. You could have been a show guy right now. Who knows? I've just, I, Hey, you never know. You never know especially in the minor league game. Cause now you got an education. You get to throw that UCLA thing in a resume. W- once you graduate, are, are you going to, can we announce this right here? Are you going to go back and graduate? hundred percent. I have to, I didn't put in free work to not graduate. I would be stupid not to like the amount of work, like college was hard, but it wasn't crazy hard, but it was enough time consuming where I'm like, I'm not throwing that in the garbage. Like I'm going to be proud of that. Like, it's a UCLA degree. That's part of the reason I went like to UCLA is like it's the number one public school out there. Yeah, besides University of Michigan, obviously. I mean, that's <laughs> University of Michigan. They, 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 they got us in 2019 in the Supers. 
Yes. Uh, I, Drew Lugbauer, was he on that team? No, he wasn't. Sorry, he wasn't on that team. Uh, I don't think he played out, this Who was on that? Jordan Wogu, friend of the podcast, was on that team, right? Yeah, yeah he was, yeah. He, he's a freak. Yeah, I mean, he is. he's disgusting. But They were good. They were hot, and they got us, and then they went to the – they made it all the way to the finals and lost to Vanderbilt. You went there? No, fuck no. I went to junior college in Nebraska, hit 167. That's that's what I did. But I, I going back to the UCLA thing, which is crazy to me, what did you study there? Because obviously that baseball schedule is absolutely insane. You're traveling around the country. How, what did you st- – were you an arts guy? Be honest. Were you like a little arts maybe? Maybe some uh, – what was it? Uh, sociology maybe? Well, what, what did you Close. study? Close. Guess one more. It, it's not it's kinesiology. No, political science. It's <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the ones that like – you know, fucking graduate. <laughs> hey, it's it's something you throw on a resume and listen, you probably will never have to get a real job like us. Maybe like it's just something to look way cooler on a resume. It's like UCLA graduate. It's sick. Like, yeah, we're are your parents the ones that are like influence you? Like you have to go back to school because if I were you, dude, and I signed for what you signed for and I was like already playing pro baseball, I'd be like, fuck a degree. I, no. I just find it crazy. You're going back. That's absurd. I mean, like, I, I so last year in Dayton, I was taking online classes. So I finished, so UCLA's quarter, so there's three quarters in the year. The fourth summer quarter is optional. I'm not doing that. But so ever, so since there was COVID or whatever, they had online. So I took advantage of that. I was like, I'm taking classes. I took three classes in Dayton last, while I was playing in Dayton last year. So knocked out a whole quarter. So I basically have, like, two quarters left, which isn't bad at all. Um Wow. So I'm under, I'm I'm under a year left, but no, my parents they don't. I mean, I'm sure they want me to graduate, but I'm not like making promises like, hey, I promise I'm going to graduate, but I'm going to graduate because I want to. Well, you heard it here first, ESPN and Reds beat writers. He, Matt McLean will be going back to school to graduate. I think I it's have- just all time. When you go back to UCLA, though, obviously being that first round guy, like. Not are you like the big dog when you go back and stuff like that, but are kids trying to like feed off of like learning shit from you and all that type of stuff? Like, do you go back there and train in the off season stuff? No, um, I, I live about an hour away. I mean, I do go up there sometimes to hit, um, but I didn't really go back that much last year. But honestly, like the coaches there, Coach Ward, Gallego, Bird, Coach Savage, all of them, they got such a good like mind for the game. Like a lot of the kids, like. I mean, I, I didn't really go back there, but I'm only good for, you know, asking questions about minor league daily life. The coaches and stuff up there are so good that they got it all figured out for uh, the baseball side of things. And I, I well, let's go into that freshman year for you. So obviously, like you said, you struggled that freshman year, which is, I mean, yeah. dude, you're playing fucking against the best college kids in the world. And you were yeah. like, you're, what were you like 18 at the time? And or 19? Uh, I think I was. I'm trying to start playing a little better. I think 19 at the time. Yeah, you were I'm, 19 I'm and you're facing that. Like, how hard was that for you to face, like, these pretty much, like, close to – as close to big league pitching as you could get at that age? Like, how hard was that for you to, like, adjust to that? It was tough. And my stats will show that it was tough. <laughs> you put up uh, Johnny Junta numbers. You put up my numbers your freshman year, <laughs> which is respectable. It's uh, – yeah. but, hey, four nukes, though. Four hey. nukes. Three of them came in one weekend. <laughs> yeah, Washington State, the wind was howling out that weekend, and I took advantage of it. But uh, 
Uh, no, it was good. Um, but that year was tough, man. It was like, dude, this is like, I got to get a lot better. And honestly, that was kind of like what it was at times like this year. Like I struggled pretty good sometimes this year in double A. And I was like, dude, I got to get better. It was like kind of like, that <laughs> kick dude, you got to like, like, you know, if you're not humbled, you're going to get humbled. And that's like, that's one of the quotes like people always say is like, dude, if you're not humble, you're going to get humbled. And not to say that like I'm cocky or anything, but like there's always guys that are out there that are like good. Yeah. I, it's just, it, it is crazy because you want to talk about a fucking bounce back. I mean, this guy for the people listening hits two Oh three as freshman year. And then the next season you go fucking full on Barry Bonds esque shit. I mean, Mike Trout ass shit. Sorry. You hit three ninety seven with three nukes just absolutely on the fucking loose your second year. <laughs> what went right for you that year? Like, did you figure some shit out at the plate that you just didn't have, like, when you entered UCLA, or was it just like I was just on a hot streak the entire season? Well, that was that was the COVID year, so that was only, like, 15 games. Yeah, 15 games, 73 at-bats, or 64 at-bats. Decent sample so, size. Yeah, sm- yeah, smaller sample size. But honestly, like, going to the Cape that summer really fucking helped like that, that league out there is really good. And that league is, you know, Pac-12 level, like top tier Pac-12 level and going out there and just consistently, like, you know, I had some success out there. I was an all-star out there. And then, uh, coming back, I was like, you know, it was kind of like a mental thing. I just worked hard and trusted it, simplified some things at the plate, like you said, and honestly just kind of got that confidence back. Not to say that I didn't have confidence, but you know, when you do good, you, you can gain confidence from that. And I did going out there to the Cape and then going out there sophomore year, playing well and just kind of building on it and trying to stay hot. I mean, those stats are just absurd. And I want to talk about that team you guys had your 2020 season because you guys went 13-2, and two, obviously for only 15 games, small sample size. But you had you and a guy who's absolutely raking in the show right now who I, I'm I'm tasking you to get this guy on the show. Garrett Mitchell, what was it like just having you and him in the lineup just go full on Bash Brothers that season? 397, 355 between you two. Was that like, was was he like, who was the big dog on that team, by the way? Like, who was like the guy that was getting pitched around more? You or him? I think him. Like, uh, him for sure. Uh, <laughs> he was, yeah, he's a beast. He's good. He's, and he's swinging in the show. He, he had a walk up against the Yankees. Yeah, the I, 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 uh, I had money. I, I, hand up. I bet on the Brewers. He won me money that game. So that's why I want him on the podcast. But he is electric. <laughs> he is all yeah. time, dude. What is he? Was he that good? Cause I'm looking at stats here. Like, obviously, pretty good stats out of college. Like, was he one of the guys you saw or played against where you're like, this dude is going to be in the fucking show and this dude is going to rake? Well, see, I didn't know, like, people ask me that. Like, I didn't know what someone in the show looked like necessarily at the college level playing with them on the same field. Like, if that makes sense. Cause that I makes sense. No one I played with was in the show before. Except, like, I think literally the, the guy said, uh, Sandoval, I faced him in freshman year in uh, high school. And, uh, but I didn't know, like, what a teammate or someone I played against was like. I know, okay, that guy's good. Like, Rutschman, I played him in 2019. Vaughn, uh, Torkelson, like, Bryson yeah. Bryson Sott. I could say, I could. I don't think I played. I didn't oh, you didn't face him. Bryson? No. But um, I was like, yeah, those guys are good. Like, they're probably going to be in the show. But, like, I didn't 
for sure know like dude that guy's different like he's going to make it to the show and i and like i feel like i wouldn't like say that to anyone because you never know what's going to happen like you know a guy signs for a lot of money he stops working hard and he's not very good anymore or he stops caring or stuff like that not say that any of those guys or garrett would do that like obviously but he's uh i knew he was really good at the time like really good it is crazy i mean i guess looking at your perspective like you don't really like you don't see guys like that as like superiors to you. Cause you were obviously a fucking dog at that school. Maybe if I asked him, if he thought you were like nasty, he would say something, he would say you were, but maybe like when you're sharing a field with guys like that and you're like playing with them day to day and working with them, it's kind of harder to see that they're like freaks of nature or God given talents. But was there any games during your career playing with Garrett where you're just like, like just the, a game where he had like three nukes. So, Cause his college career stats are absurd. Like he yeah. was a freak. Um, dude, there there was an inner squad. He he was out like all fall for something, and then he came back in the winter, like first game. And like I remember, he didn't do much, and he kind of just hopped in the game and he hit, hit hit like a homer, like he almost did for the cycle in like an inner squad, like after not doing anything for like. A couple <laughs> and I was like, that's impressive. Yep. <laughs> That's insane, man. And going back into the UCLA thing, is Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer looked upon as legends there or what? Like, obviously, I'm assuming they never really come back to the school and stuff like that. But do you kind of hear stories about, like, when they were at UCLA and, like, the stuff they did there and stuff? Uh, Yeah. They uh, they both do come back. Um, I did I did this thing with Garrett. So, like, they take all the recruits, like, the high school recruits, going into college, they give them like a draft meeting. Um, like they invite them up to UCLA, the coaches, and they take them to a basketball game with their parents and stuff. And before they got this big dinner and then basically um, give them facts on going uh, out of the draft from compared from high school to college. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure Garrett was doing it for a while. He was going up there and like answering questions for all these people and then for two years, they asked me to do it because I, I made that decision to go to UCLA. So I was like a good guy to ask questions to, I guess. And so I got to meet him there twice. Um, and I got to like talk to him a little bit. I mean, we didn't even talk crazy much about baseball, but more about like just UCLA. And he's a really good guy. Um, and then Bauer, we like my freshman year, he he used to throw in the alumni games every year. He doesn't anymore. They didn't have an alumni game two years ago because wait no no yeah we did I don't know but he used to throw I faced him in 2019 um and he used to pitch in the alumni games for a couple years one of the teams that he went to didn't let him or something um but yeah we got to face him oh my god that dude he's nasty but dude you know what I love hearing stories about like and I had a guy from UCLA on uh Tyler Heineman on and I didn't ask him that question but Bauer and Garrett Cole like fucking hated each other at UCLA. Like there's so many stories about that shit. And it makes sense because there's like two alphas in the pitching staff that want the Friday night job. Right. So I guess that makes sense. But going back to like your career and stuff and talking about guys being elite and stuff like that, this is a genuine question that I actually want to answer out of you. Like if you can even answer it, like when did you realize you were different at baseball? Like when did you realize like you were like a first round talent type of guy that's kind of different than like his buddies and like different than the guys you play with growing up. Um, 
see i never saw i never saw myself like i never really like compared myself to like the guys around me because like i just didn't and it's not because like i was better or worse or anything i just kind of did my own thing and like tried to help like 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 in high school like i was like the leader of the team so i wasn't like oh yeah i'm better than him or like i'm worse than him i was like trying to win so much and i had both my brothers on the team at the time um but i don't know i guess when i got drafted uh out of high school i was like okay like cool but like at the same time like i'm not gonna sign like i gotta go back out and and prove myself and get better if i really want to like do what i say i'm gonna do Uh, yeah dude that it's just I think it's I think it's insane like to me that you chose like especially because I'm looking at this draft class like this draft class is crazy like that 20, 2018 draft class you have Casey Mize, yeah. Alec Baum, Jonathan India front of the podcast by the way, Jared Kalanick, Brady Singer, like dude Logan Gilbert, dude Grayson Rodriguez another front of the show, Kyler Murray, like this draft class was so stacked like were you? Yeah. Looking at that draft class, did you think like you were gonna go first round? Like, was that like a legit, like, like that was what the agents were telling you and all that type of stuff? No, I, I mean, I told them what I wanted, and they didn't meet what I wanted, so I was like, I'm going to college. <laughs> that's all time. That's see, that's one thing that I wish I was good enough to just tell a baseball, like a major league baseball team, like fuck you, like just <laughs> nah, like I don't want to go there. That's all time. It's just an all time thing, but so did you have a draft party or you just did nothing like you just because so, you knew you weren't going so it's funny so my mom like i was mad at like not mad but like i was like <laughs> doing like she keeps inviting people over like on the day of the draft i'm like mom i'm not gonna get drafted i already told you like i and there was talk obviously and she heard it she pays attention to all that stuff more than me and uh i was like mom like i like I told this team, I told the teams, like, I want X, $3 million. I wanted $3 million. And because I purposely was like, I don't think I'm going to get $3 million. If they pay me $3 million, okay, I'll sign for that because I want to go to college. Yeah. And I was like, I outpriced myself. I'm going to college. Like, I don't think that there's a team that's going to pick me for that on purpose. And then she keeps inviting people over. I'm like, like what the fuck? And- <laughs> Me and my two best friends are at my house. We're playing basketball. Dad's in his front office. It wasn't crazy big. I'd say there was like 15, 20 people there, like of yeah. best their parents, uh, my grandparents, um, and brothers and their couple friends. Um, but we were just playing basketball in the backyard. And like the my dad was in the front office. Uh, my agent, he called him. He said, do you want to sign for this? I said, no. A couple picks earlier. They called back a couple picks later. <laughs> he's yelling, Matthew. I'm like, and uh, my brother comes up. He's like, dad wants you. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to pick you. We're going to make it work. And so me and my dad are like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> totally out of the blue. Like, it went from like, you know, okay, I might get picked. Probably not to, okay, they just made an offer. I turned it down to okay, they're picking you, like, in a matter of, like, four or five minutes. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Oh, my God, dude. Like, looking at that draft class, man, it's crazy. Like, you can make the argument this is one of the best draft classes in recent memory. I mean, you got Casey Myers, like I said, Alec Bone, Madrigal, India, Kellenick. Groshan's front of the pod, Rodriguez, Brady Singer, Nolan Gorman, Nico Horner, Tristan Cassatt, Shane McClanahan. Holy shit. Yeah, that is a good draft class. And a lot of those guys are just getting into the like they're a lot of those guys made their debut this year. Yeah. Like, especially so, the high school guys like Groshans. Like Rodriguez hasn't even made his debut yet, right? So yeah. It is wild. It is fucking crazy. But going into your brothers and stuff like that, are you like are you the big dog out of the brothers now or what? Because I mean, you're buzzing in the minors and stuff like that. And I'm sure you're not the oldest, are you? I am. You're the oldest. So are you giving like tips to the younger bros, like hitting tips, fielding like minor league tips? Like, what are you, are you seen as like a mentor to the younger uh, McLean brothers? Uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the big dog of them too, for sure. But I am the oldest. <laughs> But my youngest, my middle brother just got drafted by the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. He went to uh, Rancho Cucamonga, played, and now he's at Instructs. I'm going to go live with him during the fall league. And then my youngest brother transferred from UCLA to Arizona State. Uh-oh. Um, he's always a partier. So your younger brother likes to get off there a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't know. He, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so he transferred from UCLA to ASU. So we'll all be out there, and that'll be fun. And then uh, they ask me stuff, but at the end of the day, like they know what, they they got an idea what they're doing. But if they if they ever like need to ask me something, they do ask me. I can respect that. And you being a massive prospect and stuff like that in the red system, I always ask this to the big prospect. I asked this to Bryson. I think it was too. What's it like the fan reception of like? when you are going around the, to these different minor league stadiums, like, are you signing autographs for these fucking 50 year old autograph seekers that ask you to sign 70 baseball cards? Or are you just like, I'm not signing that shit. I only sign for kids. Like, where do you stand with autograph seekers? I sign pretty much everything. Wow. But like, especially for the people in Chattanooga. So there's a couple guys that were out there that took pictures for the team and they would send, they would post them on Twitter, not for the team. I don't think, I don't know how it works, but there was three or four guys that were out there that would like take videos, uh, you know, make like baseball cards and like uh, post them on Twitter, like send them to my parents. They met my parents when they came out, like they email them to my mom or like put them in a portfolio and give them to me. And I would sign everything for them because like, you know, they're, they're doing stuff like, they're helping me out, help my mom out. My mom loves it. My dad loves it. 
So I, they always asked for stuff and I would sign for them pretty much every time. Um, I signed for kids. I pretty much signed everything. That's crazy. Because when you let those motherfucker, when you let those autograph seekers in, they take a fucking mile. You give them an inch yeah. and they take a mile, those dudes. It's there, psycho. There's a couple games where I'm like, uh, <laughs> where like I went like over five, and just like I'm so pissed. And I'll just, <laughs> I, I have no problem saying no and walking past them. I just feel like, you know, as a kid, I was the one reaching over, like asking for autographs or asking for a ball. So I always kind of remember that. But at the same time, like if I don't want to, I'm not afraid to say no and just walk right past. I can respect. That's all. That's all that. I, that 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 that's a power move. But I wanted to go into so the draft that you the, when you actually signed, you signed for a big chunk of change. I love asking this. <laughs> what was the dumbest thing you've bought, or like what was like the biggest purchase you made um, after draft day? Because you, you're like, what are you like? Obviously, you're a little bit older, but you look in that bank account and those because I believe you get paid every six months. They do it in chunks. And that shit is like six figures, seven figures, just like, whoa. So what was like the dumbest thing you bought? I haven't bought much, but I did just fly first class back from Chattanooga and it's not worth it. I'll tell you, it's not worth wow. it. Wow. So first class is not worth it. Explain it to me. The, 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 like a peasant sitting in the fucking back of the plane. Explain to me why first class isn't all that. It's not all that. Well, it was like 600 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I w- I've always wanted to try it. I've never done it. I'm not, I don't like, like, I'm pretty cheap. Like, I don't buy a lot of stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I want to try it. I'm going to do it. So I did it, and it's not worth it. Like, I I, th- I would say it's worth it to, know, you know, pay for 50 bucks for an aisle seat in an exit row where you get extra leg room. That's worth it. But the $500, $600 first class flight, you did get a good meal. They gave you dinner. They gave you meatballs, fruit, bread, like some bread. It was good. Uh, I got to watch the Monday night game. Headed back. That's uh, all time. That I mean, that's that sells me on it. I, I that's that sells me on it because the the, you, the peasants in the back, like me, we have no idea what's going on in that game. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, you can pay for Wi Fi. Oh, so true. Can, yeah, but you can't you stream pay. stuff though on the Wi Fi. It's tough. It, it, oh, it, it, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard to fuck. It's like you're pretty much living in the Flintstones. Like the Wi-Fi, you, when you're streaming, it's like in little pixels. It's impossible to like actually have good enough Wi-Fi. So that is so you bought nothing, like not even a car, none of that shit. I did. I did just buy a car. So I I built a GMC Denali Ultimate. Uh, I custom made it, but it hasn't even started building. So like, I went through this dealership, um, in California. And so all the ones on the floor throughout the whole entire country, like I called for like a month, like different places and all the ones that are on the floor have already been sold, but they'll still list them on like, you know, cars.com. Yeah. Just in case it goes through. So they have backup people. So I was like calling places, like getting pissed off. And like, basically I figured out the only way I'm going to get this car is if I custom make it. And so I, I made it and then I make it and then they're like, oh yeah, okay, you're X on the list. I'm like, what list? Like, I just custom made this car. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, what list? And they're like, oh yeah, like we, we're only allowed a certain amount per month. Uh, you know, we'll call you when it starts getting built. So I ordered this truck probably a month ago and it hasn't been uh, put into build yet, but that's just part of the, part of the buying a new car nowadays is you're going to have to wait, but I got to. I got a Mazda six that I got when I went to college. Uh, 
and I, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm pretty easy off, but I did buy it. I, it's a nice truck. I'm just surprised. Like I, if like I, I always say to the big time draft guy, the guys assigned for a ton of money, I would buy the sickest fucking cars of all time. I would, I that money would be gone in two years. There'd be a ESPN thirty for thirty on me, just fucking blowing my signing bonus in a year and a half if I were you. Or, so, what would you get? I would probably get like, see, I'm a big Tesla guy. I'd probably get like a. I'd probably get like a S the Tesla, like the, the SUV Tesla. And okay. then that would be like, cause in Canada, you can't be ripping around in the sports car all year round. So I would yeah. get that for like whatever, just driving all around all the time. And then I get like a fuck it. I'd get like a nice Beamer. Like I was at the dealership when Bryson picked up his BMW. Um, and it is the most insane. It's like zero to 60 in like two set. It's fucked. He got a, with his signing bonus, I think we in Williamsport, we got it. It was like a, there's only like 60 in the country with his color, and it is the sickest car I've ever seen in my life. That's what I'd probably get. It's like a BMW SUV. It's unreal. M64. Well, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's unreal. So I want I really wanted. So in high school, I drove a Chevy Tahoe 2004. My dad handed me it down. And I just hate being low. Like I'm short, I'm already short. And, and I'm well, like, you're taller than me. So that's I don't, I don't know where that's I'm 5'10. So no. Five nine. I know it says five eleven, five ten. I don't know who puts that there. When people ask me, I say five nine, but I write five ten everywhere on questionnaires and everything. But I'm five. I'm like I'm. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm like five nine in like a half. I'm almost five ten. But <laughs> but there's places out there that say five eleven, and I'm like I did not put that. Like someone put that. <laughs> but one hundred percent, I do. I do put five ten. I'm almost there. You up. So you saying you're fine. So I, that's what I was about to ask you because a lot I'm reading, like I said, uh, you're my guy now. So I read a ton of like the prospect stuff. It says you're 5'11", 180. I didn't put that. So are you not 180? Like where, where do you, like, where are you at with that? No, I'm a, no, I'm 180. I'm 180. So, so you're 5'9", 180, just a brick shit house of a five, human being. 5'9 and a half. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I get like, I'm, listen, my college bio. Let me see how it's how big it said I was because I think I wrote six foot. I don't think they gave me that though. 5'11, 5'11, 200 pounds, brick shithouse season. Yeah. I, so are we debunking that? You've never put down because everywhere it says you're 5'11, like baseball reference, MLB.com, ev- like UCLA web, every <laughs> single place it you says see- you are 5'11. So are you debunking that you actually <laughs> said that? So. I don't know if I can debunk it because I don't want to. I'm a man of my word, and if I put five eleven somewhere, like maybe I might have put five eleven on the foot on the draft questionnaire, and that's where they're <laughs> taking it from. But like people around me, like I'm not five eleven. Like I could pass as five ten for sure, but I'm not five eleven. So, are like is that a is that something that like uh, opposing fans attack? of you like they call you a short king or something like that for sure no 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 yeah especially in like some of these minor league cities they'll tell me to stand up and i I love it (laughs) i love i love the shit talking i love it i think it's hilarious that is all i yeah because i i like to talk a lot of shit like to my friend like i'm not gonna do it to fans but like to my brothers my teammates and stuff i like to mess around a lot so like when people's like yelling at me i think it is hilarious like i might not look like it's hilarious or respond but it's funny i love the minor league hecklers and they're so good on like thursday thirsty thursdays and stuff when you go into a or when there's like a strikeout batter have you been a strikeout batter before oh yeah really 
How do you approach yeah. that? Swing early. Really? Some, those are some. Of, those are some of my best games, but also some <laughs> of my worst. So like, but, but it's weird though. It's a weird dynamic because like, let's say you ground out, you're getting booed, and you already feel like shit for grounding out. But if yeah. you strike out, it's like, all right, I'm I'm a dog. Like, <laughs> I just got no, the crowd free beer. Screw them. I don't I don't want to give them free beer. I don't want to give them free ice cream. I don't want to give them a free burger at Burger King. Uh, but yeah, they do they do love it. I've I've gotten cheered when I was strikeout bad of the game and they love it. And I'm just like, nope, I don't want to give you that. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird uh it's definitely a weird dynamic. But what's crazy about you is is like and going into this year now. 452 plate appearances the most you've ever had in your career how like you always hear about this in the media like it's so hard on the body it's so hard on the body but i'll never know i never had that many at bats maybe in my life how hard was it on your body like getting that many fucking plate appearances playing in 103 games dude like holy shit in the heat of tennessee nonetheless that he is terrible but like my body feels pretty good like i trained pretty hard in the offseason with a guy i trained with And, like, that has stuff to do with it. But, like, at the same time, like, during the season, like, I sleep pretty well. Like, I don't, like, I'm not an idiot. I don't eat, like, complete crap. Like, I don't eat great, but I don't eat complete crap. But there's so much recovery stuff that if I – and I'm still 23. Like, I should be, like, feeling good after that many uh, at-bats. But, like, there's so much recovery stuff now. Like, that's so, like – good i guess like there's like blood flow restriction stuff that i was introduced to this year that i use and i'm like holy shit like that's pretty crazy like just a simple 10 minute ice bath like changes how you feel like crazy if you showed that to like babe ruth he would just be yeah the most confused human being of all time like yeah. if you sh- even if you show that to guys in the 90s they'd be like yeah. what the fuck what is this pussy shit what yeah. is this i'm not doing what this the- shit that's exactly what they would say. It's they crazy. 100%. Like the new technology nowadays is absurd. Like absurd. you guys know every single thing that goes on with your body. It's absurd. Yeah. It, it's insane. It, it it really is because like I like in college, I didn't use any of that stuff. Like I felt fine. And like, I would just stretch at night and I would feel fine the next morning. And I mean, like even this year, like I felt, good like i would obviously be sore but like sores like you could deal with sore just drink an extra red bull or something you'll feel fine yeah that's true it's just (laughs) it it, it, i mean so have you always been like this power hitter type or was this just like are you getting steroid checked every fucking two weeks (laughs) in the minors because dude you like in your career you hit like three home runs a year four five six stuff like that this year you just explode for 17 so like what is that accustomed like where do you dedicate that too because that is crazy dude like 17 home runs in 100 100 games is massive massive numbers um i don't i don't know like i kind of like yeah like my okay my freshman year i had four high school i had like the most i had was like five or six but like obviously the games i don't know just being able to play every day honestly and like get into that rhythm and, you know, you see a pitcher a couple times, you see a bullpen a couple times, you play the same teams in your league. Um, you're using major league balls. Yeah. Good. Um, at UCLA, the ball doesn't fly because it's by the ocean. 
Tennessee the ball flies. <laughs> it oh it does. It yeah. Actually, yeah, I heard that because uh another friend of the Logan O'Hoppy said that the balls are just fucking flying because he plays. Yeah. Where does he play for the trash? He plays Canada? for City Trash Canvas. Yeah, they were in our league, so he. I think he got traded, and we played him once. Yeah, he. I mean, that team, by the way, is disgusting. That yeah, team was. Like, that team was insane. I think they, I think they won the league, right? Uh, yes, they did. They did, and then they're in the playoffs playing the Smokies, the team that we just played, because they're in our half of the the league. Oh, okay. So, so like Ryan Jensen and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jenny, that's my guy, man. Cali kid too. Also, I think he, I think he went. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he went to Fresno State. Throws like ninety nine. He's like five foot four. No offense, yeah. Jensen. But yeah, it's all it, that. I mean, that league is sick. But like, so seventeen home runs and twenty seven stolen bases this year. Like, where? How do you describe your game then? Like, are you a power hitter guy or just like a finesse guy? Like, where where are you at with this? Because twenty seven stolen bases is like a decent number. Like, it's a pretty good number. So. Are you a home run guy that's also fast on the base pass? Or, like, how would you describe yourself? So, like, the way I played this year isn't necessarily how I want to, like, be seen as a player. Like, my, like I want to hit for average and power and run. So, I want to do it all <laughs> because I can. It Like, I, I want to be, like, a contact hitter. I struck out a lot this year, which wasn't good. I also walked a lot, though, but I did strike out way too much. But I want to be a contact hitter that hits the ball – hard on a line and I'm going to hit homers because I get under them or, you know, the pitch is just middle, middle. And I put a good swing on it, but I want to like consistently just hit line drives, line drives, line drives. Oh, there's a homer. You know, you hanging breaker caught it three inches out more in front or got under it like that homer. So that's something you're going to be working on now is like establishing more contact or are you just going to keep it the same shit this off season? No, nah, just, I mean, keep it the same stuff, but, I think it's more of an approach thing in game than anything, than like a swing thing or something like that. Yeah. Like I didn't swing or anything. It's just like, I don't know. I, I was putting good swings on balls, but I was also swinging, missing a lot, but there's some stuff I got to adjust, but it's, it's minor. And I think more than anything, it's an approach thing. Like swing earlier sometimes ambush yeah. some guys. Yeah, that's true. So it's a couple more things I want to get out of you. Cause you've been in the minors for two years now. What is your favorite minor league story so far from your career? Like just a story where it's like, this is, this is minor league baseball. And I'll give you a little background. We've had stories of fans climbing, climbing the foul pole, blackout drunk. We've had fans climb shit with machetes in their hands at a game. We've had everything. We've had guys threaten to wait for people. Like we've had guys physically wait at the bus to fight players like fans. No way. Yeah. We've had that too. We had a fan like, a story of a fan waiting at the bus for play, like how to get escorted. We've had some fucking wild stories. I'm sure you don't have anything of that extent, but what is your favorite minor league story so far? Okay, I'll I'll uh I'll tell this funny story. So I mean, we lost, so like it's not that funny, but it's funny. And I'm not gonna name the team because I don't want this guy to lose his job. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. Like he was just yeah. talking. Shit. So, so we're playing this team and <laughs> so uh it's the bottom of the ninth so we play the top half of the ninth uh I'm the last out of the inning I strike out we go out there to defense it starts pissing rain like hardest I've ever seen one of the hardest I've ever seen it so they go to pull the tarp this team and the grounds crew 
they go to pull the tarp. They can't like pull it because there's so much rain. It gets halfway on the field. They can't pull it. So much rain. And so eventually their team comes out. Like they want to play. This team is already in the playoffs. And like they're down like three, two or three runs and uh, two runs. And I think two. And so they, their team starts coming out and pulling the tarp. And I'm like, no way. Like this game's got to be over. Like, like we're winning. Like they're in the playoffs. There's no way they want to play. And this team packs the house like their crowd like is into it, so their crowd's like loving it, <laughs> and uh, so they start pulling the tarp or whatever, and they eventually get it on. Their whole team's out there, their whole grounds crew, half their workers are out there. They pull the tarp. We wait an hour, and uh, so they get the tarp on, and they're like, "We're playing this game." The whole grounds crew comes out, is like putting new turfish all over the field, and I'm just like, "What?" Fuck. <laughs> like, I feel like what is going on like why are we playing this game like we want like we didn't win like we ended up losing but so uh i go out there to warm back up like we got to go warm up one of their field guys calls me over like out of nowhere he says hey can i talk some shit to you real quick and i'm like <laughs> yeah so i walk over to him like and I'm like, what is this guy about to say to me? Like, what's up, bro? And he goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, out of nowhere, like, I did nothing to this. <laughs> I did nothing to this guy. And he goes, I just want to let you know, like, we're going to win this game. And I'm like, the field guy, the field guy. <laughs> okay. Like, what? okay. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I was in, uh, I was in Birmingham a couple years ago and when stuff like this happened, you know, the front office didn't want to do, didn't want to play the game. The grounds crew didn't want to go fix the field. And, you know, it affected the guys. They never wanted to play. But here it's different. And I'm just like, like, like trying not to laugh. Like, is this guy serious? And he's like, the front office, we want to play the game. The grounds crew, you know, you see us. We just went out there and fixed the field. And um, we just went out there, fixed the field for 30 minutes to get these guys to play. And they're fired up and they want to beat you guys. And I'm like, Okay, like, <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, th th thanks for working on the field, like kind of sarcastic. And uh, he goes, yeah, good luck. You're going to need it. And I go, oh, like, you think so? And he goes, yeah, good luck. You're going to need it. Says it again. I go, oh, yeah, what's your name? He goes, uh, so-and-so. And I go, okay, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm going to talk shit to this guy <laughs> if, we, if we win this game. I'm like, I'm going to find him. and I'm, I'm not going to like get in his face. So I'm going to be like, hey. You know, thanks or whatever. They they ended up winning. So granted, uh, we go out there, guy gets on base, guy gets on base, walk off homer. Wow. Uh, so he called his shot. Did he talk shit yeah. to you after that? So so this guy goes behind our dugout. He's in the, the team store, like in their gear or whatever. He goes behind our dugout. Like I'm I was playing second. I was walking off the field, you know, that they, they're walking off homer. This guy is like beating. It starts raining again. It's like out of a movie. This guy's beating his chest at me like, "A nine. And I got my head. I got my head down. Like I'm like, no way. This guy I saw. Him. <laughs> I, put, I put my head down, and he goes, "A nine. I don't look again. There's like four guys in our dugout. He's on top of it. I'm walking in right here, and these guys are all looking. And he's like, I. He says it one more time, and I look like, you know what? I gotta wear this because I was gonna talk shit if we won. And he's like, I told you, I told you we were going to win. And I'm just like, 
bro. Like, <laughs> you yeah. had nothing to do with it. You, you I literally. Nothing. I had to wear it. Like, he called his shot. Like, I got to give him credit. Like, we lost. He called his shot. Like, he talked his shit. And he had nothing to do with it. But <laughs> his team backed it up. Uh, so that's that's kind of funny. That's just a funny story that happened two months ago, fairly recent. Yeah, that's all time. I, it's just the grounds crew. They're so because it's such a small town. Usually, they're so invested in the team, like that, oh. and like in the billet family, like the, the the I think they're called billet families. That's what they're called here. But they're so invested in the team. That's what makes minor league baseball so awesome. But what was yeah. one city you visited in your minor league career where you're like, where? the fuck am i like why am i here like one city where it's like i've never even heard of this place before lake county i don't even know what uh what state <laughs> in. like i don't even care like lake county it's the the guardians uh, yeah bo naylor played there canadian kid yeah wherever yeah. that is i th- is it michigan yeah yeah lake county i think it's in i think it's in Ohio or Michigan? Yeah, I think it's Michigan, but like it's in Ohio, East Lake, Ohio. Okay, there you go. I didn't even know what state it was in, because I could care less. Like it was like, holy shit, like this sucks. Yeah, I like there's some you skipped some fucking. I mean, you never went to Boise, you never went to Idaho. Like you, you, you skipped some pretty. Like you haven't had to go to some pretty shitty fucking areas, like. That that call that where you're at right now, chat like Tennessee area is sick. Like, yeah. How far were you from the University of Tennessee? Hour. So you didn't go to you didn't go to University of Tennessee game because that's I I think uh, I saw Jensen at one of those couple uh, last year, but that that's sick, dude. Like that's a sick area, no? Yeah, no, it it is because the Smokies are up there, and uh. We played them up there, but they're like twenty minutes north of it. But yeah, like Chattanooga is awesome. Like I, I loved it. But um, I mean, that was part of the reason I didn't sign out of high school. It's like, do I want to spend two to three years in the like lower levels of the minors, like in those cities? You know, terrible cities, bro. Terrible. Or, or do I want to develop at UCLA and like play for something and try and win and get better at the same time and like have an opportunity to do the same thing coming out of college? Yeah, and I was, that's true. No brainer to me. That's true. And and seeing the progress that you've had, like you're already in double A, like your second year in and stuff like that. Like is next year, the show, like is the show, the goal for you next year? Or are you just trying to are, are like, or is that like a realistic thing for you? Cause I mean, 23, you're in double A, you had success in double A, triple A is going to come up next. Like, is that a realistic possibility for you to be in the show next year? You think? I, I mean, I don't know. Like that, that's not up to me. Like I'm going to go out there. I'm going to like, work my ass off and like play as good as I, I can and whatever happens like that ain't, that's not up to me that's up to the front office and whenever they think I'm ready I'm ready but like I want I want to be yeah for sure because I'll but, be there because it's like well, a, a seven hour drive I hope you play in Cincinnati because I'm not going anywhere the fuck else seven yeah. hour drive for me I'll be there I'll be at that debut I've been in the mud in Cincinnati before I drove there to see a couple of a couple friends of the podcast and the Diamondbacks, I drove eight hours with no brakes on my car. I'll I'll drive no down there to watch your debut. No, the, the brakes were fucked. Like I pulled up, I pulled up to the border and the guy could hear me. He said from like eight rows back, like he'd hear me stopping because it was so loud my brakes. But he's like, he, he, I mean, they can't do anything about it. So I yeah. drove there with like no brakes, sixteen hours worth of driving. You love to see it. Anything for friends of the pod, man. That's what we do. Yeah. But I, I got, uh, but I got to ask you also. How nasty is that Ali De-, De La Cruz kid? 
His stats are fucked. He Dude, is insane. He's good. He's really good. Like, was he sharing the infield with you? I'm assuming he was at third, you were at short, or like flip-flop like that? Yeah, so we would both play three at short. So he would either DH or play third on the other days, and I would play second or DH. I, I didn't really DH. I would play second the other days. What makes his game so good, though? Like, what's his, like, separating factor? Uh, I don't, I, he can do it all. Like, he hits for average, hits for power, runs. He's good. Yeah. Dude, I, I just love these type of unicorns, like fucking O'Neal Cruz yeah. that just hit, like, that throw, like, 95 across the diamond and just hit, like, 110 eggs of velo. Like, those yeah. dudes are insane. What is crazy about you is, dude, they have your arm at 55 and you're running at 60. So they, I know you don't look at that shit, but they've actually compared you to like Alex Bregman. Is that one guy you compare your game to, you would say, in the show, uh, or you don't compare yourself to anyone? I don't compare myself to anyone. I mean, obviously, he's a really good player, but like, I'm not going to compare myself and like try and play like him. But like, I do like the way that he plays. It's a good, I mean, it's a good guy to model your game after. That yeah, is crazy. People don't like my arm. I feel like I got a better arm than that. Like, I don't care what they say, but like, just yeah, start posting. See, the thing is, you got to start posting more Instas. Like, no, I, they love, like, that goes into it. Like, people who post shit like that, they like, like, I don't know how that has something to do with it, but I feel like there is some correlation. <laughs> There's no <laughs> shot. There's no, like, you think the guys that like are posting pictures, like the prospects with like tight shirts and you could see their arms rip through their fucking <laughs> shirt, that the scouts, are like no i'm not i'm not saying that but like you know like maybe not as much in the minors but for sure in like high school and stuff like the guys were posting like their homers and shit like or like like tight shirts and stuff like that there for sure is yeah there might be i can respect that but uh it, it it's it's all time man i, I was fired up to get you on because like I said, follower of the pod, one of the first guys you followed, whatever, humble brag, followed us first. But you're our guy now. So, like I said, I'm a Matt McLean stand for life now. Hashtag Matt gang. You just love to see it. But I do appreciate you coming on this, man. I appreciate it. You're a, you're electric, legendary guy. And like I said, I will be at that debut. You mark you you mark it down in your fucking calendar. I will be at that debut. And you and actually, you have to let us know before the press. I need, like, maybe a text or an, or an Insta with, like, the eye emoji, like, we did it. Johnny, okay. we did it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for hopping on this, brother. Yeah, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Thank you.